You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's about to be ejected from the podcast cinematic universe. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I don't feel so good. Aww. Aww. Mr. Stark. <laughs> and I'm Samantha. Oh boy, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news, but first let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Legend Zelda 2 can die in a fire. It's terrible, right? No, it's not. It's a classic. It's very difficult. It's just hard. <laughs> like, the hitboxes for some of the stuff don't make sense. I've never had a hitbox issue. Like, I went through the first dungeon and that horse head boss... Yeah, for some reason, him in the horse head. Yeah, I know. And I was doing that, but it kept saying I was hitting him in the armor. I don't think you were if you if it didn't register. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've, I've never had an issue with the hitboxes. My favorite thing about that game is it makes the sword fighting feel like sword fighting in a weird 8-bit video game way. There's like this weird meatiness to the combat mm-hmm. that's really... Sk- obviously very skill-based because it's super hard, but like... Fighting an iron knuckle like feels like something. Oh man, the iron knuckle is the worst thing ever. <laughs> like I'd beat one, I'm like yay, and then like I tur- like I go like I change screens, and there's another one. I'm like no, <laughs> but you get better at it as you play, and it's like a gained skill. And it, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like. I wish they would remake that one and sand off some of the rougher edges. Yeah, that would, that would be, be. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be fantastic. That mm-hmm. was really funny though, because before I had the candle and I'm going through like the caves and stuff, and it's all dark. I could tell when to jump because I could see like artifacting on the ground wherever the hidden monster. Oh no, that's the way the original game is. You can you can see the the bottom of the little that little bug monster. Yeah. Oh, so that's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, a, okay. <laughs> it is a bug but, monster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it is hard. It is definitely hard. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize you could block things with your shield until like. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like. Oh, with the coloring on Link, you can barely tell what is what on him. Yeah, it doesn't help that his sword is like flesh colored. Yeah, <laughs> like the sword is the same color of his arm, and it's not very long. He has no reach whatsoever. No, and like the even when you're at full health and you're shooting the sword, it still doesn't reach real far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 definitely hard. I was <laughs> like, man, I could see why people skip this one. <laughs> but, I've never beat it. I mean, but interacting with like villagers and stuff like in a game that old seemed pretty interesting. Yeah, and it does it better than Castlevania Two does. It's, that's very true. <laughs> was uh, uh, Legends of Zelda Two was that the one that has like I am error? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's like it was one of the uh, NPCs that pops up. Yeah, he just know. tells you I am error because that's his name, not oh. because there's a mistake. Yeah, oh. his name in the Japanese version is Bagu, which sounds like bug, which got translated as error. error. Yeah, uh, and uh, weren't all the towns in Legends of Zelda two names used in later games, like uh, yeah. in Ocarina? Right, that was like the, yeah. a lot of the sages were. Oh yeah, taken yeah, yeah. from that. Actually, Zelda two and Ocarina actually have a lot of similarities if you think about it, because I mean it's a lot of it's a Zelda two has a lot more like you know one on one sword play sort of style yeah 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 like it's surprisingly similar despite being mechanically very different no i I can see it zelda 2 actually has the whole map of zelda 1 on it Mm -hmm. if you can get there oh really yeah i mean it's 
not one to one, but it's supposed to be a representation of the map of the original game. Hmm. I have not played either of those games. You haven't played the original Zelda? Don't think so. You probably should. It's on the Switch for free, kind of. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> you can play those hot new games, uh, Vice Project Doom and Kung Fu Heroes that they added. <laughs> the ones everybody knows what they are. Yeah. I wish they would just put Kung Fu on there. Yeah. That'd be nice. That's mm-hmm. a good one. That's fun. I like the arcade version. Yeah. Though I did notice whenever I get a game over and one Ganon laughs, I'm like, hey, that's uh, that's the bad guy from Kung Fu. <laughs> oh, that that also sounds like Sagat from Street Fighter 1. <laughs> Try again, kid. <laughs> it's probably the same sound. This is what the only sound <laughs> they, can, they can make with the chipboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about that Zim movie. You guys watch that Zim movie? I have not. Oh. I planned on it and then didn't get around to it, unfortunately. Oh, you but, gotta watch it. Uh, yeah, I've Let's, heard it's we'll, really good. We'll wait till everybody's seen it because mm-hmm. it's it's so good. It's so funny, like very, very funny. Yeah, like I noticed it was definitely longer than the Rocco one. Yeah, it's like seventy minutes, right? It's like a it's, full. It's, it's like almost a, it's full like length. An hour and eleven minutes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's film length. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I've heard some really good things about it. I've heard that I was the my chief worry about the movie was that it was that the cynicism kind of of Vasquez between the cynicism of Zim, the original show, and also how he's been in the TV industry for what, 10, yeah. 15 odd years at this point and like has not really had a hit quite like Zim might bleed into the show. But from what I understand, it it doesn't really do oh, that. Oh, no. It's... What else has he done other than Zim? <laughs> he's directed a few offhand episodes here and there of things. Uh. And he's had a couple pilots that didn't get picked up. Mm. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize he was 19 when he filmed, when he made in Zim. Like, he was... Really? Yeah. That was all the older he was. I he guess was, that makes sense. Yeah. He was, like, really young when, when he did his uh, two comics. And then, uh, yeah. So he wasn't that much older than I was when I was reading Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Right. Me yeah. too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No wonder it resonated so much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. I don't want to compare the two, the Rocco special and the Zim movie, because mm-hmm. they're two very different things. But I definitely think the Zim movie was funnier. Mm. Or maybe that's just more in tune with my sense of humor. I don't know. I don't, they both are in a weird in weird ways, but like different points on the spectrum. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I think the Rocco movie tells a sweeter and better story, but the Zim movie is funnier and just all around funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Did they get like all the voice actors back? I think the tallest might have been different. Those were the two guys from Kids in the Hall. Yeah. yeah. They sounded a little different to me, but it could still be them and they just sound different. Because they're know. older. The, yeah. the teacher passed away in uh, 2006. Oh, she uh, is not in it. Oh, well, that's probably why <laughs> That's probably why she's not in it. Miss Bitters, I think. Miss yeah. Bitters, yeah. I don't even think there's a scene in the school. I guess she was like 90 years old when she recorded that. Wow. The yeah. character looked 90 she, years old. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she was like a veteran like actress or something hmm. or like bit player, hmm. you know, back in the 50s or whatever and they gave her the script and she like got the jokes enough to record it. I mean, Miss Bitters does some really dark stuff. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. Uh. There's always like a like cockroaches crawling out of her and like just 
mm-hmm. really creepy looking stuff. And like her, she like embodies shadows. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like the Zim movie is like somehow at the same time, the cutest thing you'll ever see and the most horrifying thing you've ever seen <laughs> smashed together. Like uh, it sounds like Zim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like Gur. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. I've been on like borderline wanting to watch it again and I'm not somebody that rewatches things. Yeah. That's right. how much I liked it. Wow, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I really kinda wanted to watch it for the show this week. I just stuff yeah. came up, I just wasn't able to get we'll, to it. But we'll I'm talk this week about it more in depth next, next week. Next week I will definitely have a watch by next week for sure. For now, like definitely watch it. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well speaking of watching things, the thing I checked out this week, I uh, went to Studio thirty five last weekend for their bad movie night. They're not doing them quite as often as they used to, but this was their eighth year wow, anniversary or something been like that. that long? It's it's been it, they've been doing uh, these things for a while. Wow. Yeah. So um, and it, they played a movie that they had never done before. Oh. Uh, it was Prom Night Two. Welcome back, Mary Lou. I think is what it was called. <laughs> Electric Big Boogaloo. Yeah. And this movie, <laughs> this movie was insane. And like, okay, so I mean, it's basically this uh, prom queen back in the fifties was accidentally killed on stage by uh, a jealous boyfriend who wanted to throw a stink bomb at her, but it caught her dress on fire and no one did anything about it. Like stink bombs will do. Which, fun fact, that was, at the time, the longest human on fire scene in any movie wow. up to that point. It was it was it's like two hours long. Two hours of just burning. Yeah, no. And then it cuts to like the eighties and the prom queen possesses this girl, basically. And then spooky murders start happening. The effects in it were surprisingly not bad. It was incredibly hokey. No. There was a just a couple of real just wild scenes. And you know what? The weirdest thing, uh, Bad Movie Night, what they usually do is they splice in a bunch of like jokes and gaffes and like things to kind of punch up a otherwise kind of terrible, yeah, you know, yeah. good bad movie. This one had no edits. Like they had they had like a million trailers like before, like they usually do. But once the movie started, all they did was trim it down for time. There was huh. no edits in it and it worked. It still worked as a laughably bad film. It. it didn't need it. Like like not even like callbacks to stupid scenes in the same movie? Yeah, no, nothing like huh. that. Yeah, this this movie was insane. Like some stuff I can't get into on air like <laughs> oh. craziness. It was it was really good. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Um Man, I thought Chopping Mall was the best chop- one. Oh, Chopping Mall is great uh, though. I wish I would have saw that. I've seen that movie, mm-hmm. just not bad movie night. Oh, it's so good. It is I still have a button on my on my desk that says you smell like pepperoni. You smell like pepperoni, yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, the the chopping mall one that they did, they they like cut to that head exploding scene like four or five times, yeah, didn't it's they? It's a good head it's, explosion. It's like the best part of the movie. You know, I'm not usually I'm not usually a you know a movie guts and gore type yeah, guy. But like when there's a good practical effect of something that crazy over the top, like yeah. I think that's why I like the stuff. Oh, that's the stuff's a great movie. Yeah. That's like some weird like diet body horror right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, the stuff's yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Street Trash? Yes. No. Oh. There's some That movie's awful. Yeah, there's oh yeah. But there's it some there's some awful. stuff like the, the the guy on the toilet that like melts. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Gross. Oh yeah, the melt effects are really cool oh, yeah. and gross, but the movie itself the movie is, is just a, is trash it's it's rotten yeah. yeah oh yeah 
Yeah. We saw a bad movie thing, too. We went to Rift Tracks Live. Oh. They did a giant spider invasion. Oh, yeah. Which is a movie that Mystery Science Theater has done before, but they did it again with mm-hmm. new they, jokes. They've done that a couple of times. Yeah. It was really good. That spider is hilarious because it's <laughs> literally a VW bug that they put a big spider it's like a, it looks like a parade float that's, oh, that's killing everyone. That's awesome. Oh man, that would be a great movie. A killer parade float. Yeah. yeah. Like 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 Christine Macy's Day Massacre or something like that. Oh, that's good. Oh, that would be great. Like all of the balloons become sentient and start like flopping on people. Yeah, that is a good idea. Hell yeah. That's like that's like getting into some like killer clowns from outer space made, oh yeah like, rubber. Oh, and that would be great yeah rubber the death the, <laughs> the dead tire the deadly tire or how about deathbed the bed that eats or whatever yeah. what was that something I like that i think that's what it was called yeah thanks but, killing yeah it mm. was thanks don't watch thanks killing don't watch thanks killing <laughs> although there was a, a guy that lived in marion that was one of the leads in thanks killing yeah he taught at ridgedale for yeah. a short time <laughs> Uh, but the Rift Tracks thing was good. It's always a good time. So if you have the mm-hmm. opportunity to get one of those, you're oh. not going to be disappointed. Oh, did, yeah. Those did, are great. Did, did your mom have a good time? Yes, she did. <laughs> that's good. Hey, it was for my birthday. That's great. No, that's, no, I, that's just, awesome. I just know because I went to the vet that day and she <laughs> said, mentioned she was going. Yeah. The, it wasn't as good as the last one we went to. It was, I don't think we talked about it on here. Mm-hmm. It was the movie was was it Star Raiders. I got to look up the whole title. <laughs> Give me a second. It would make a, a really good, like, bad movie. What's that? Movie. Yeah. But it might be a little too modern for it. Okay. Uh, Star Kid. Star Kid. Okay. Uh, maybe. Like, you know, I say I like bad movies, but that's kind of a misnomer. I like good bad movies because yeah. there has to be, like, laughably it, bad things to pro- kind of grab it, onto. It, yeah, it's probably not schlocky uh, enough. Yeah, me. there's not enough schlock. Like, that's just a bad movie. movie. Like... <laughs> A bad movie is is just the worst to sit through. But when there's like over the top terribleness, like when <laughs> there's comedy in the in its badness, yeah. <sighs> like there there's a movie. There's an old movie called Zat. Have you ever seen Zat? Sounds familiar. A guy turns himself into a catfish monster. Yeah. Okay. You've told and, me about this. Movie and like before. that movie is like it was filmed by like this company. It was their only uh, feature film. They do like industrial like workplace films and like educational films so like a lot of the shots are just like static shots and it looks like it's filmed by an industrial like you know workplace management like film company you see you're saying this and i'm thinking about it, like all the workplace accident films uh-huh. i worked I've, I've watched over the years and they're all stupid oh ex- and bad oh that's exactly like, it dummies thrown off top of buildings <laughs> oh yeah fake hands caught in machinery mm-hmm. and you got some guy like ah what was the yeah. one they did as a short at Rift Tracks? Shake hands with Shake danger. Hands Shake hands with danger. danger. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you, should cut, you should cut that in. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'll have to find that. Shake hands with danger. What I was, I was talking about is called Star Raiders, The Adventures of Saber Rain. Yes. And this movie yes, was that's from a good one. 2017. Mm-hmm. And it what? looks like... Worse than a sci-fi channel original movie, and it is it was hilarious. It was one of the best riff tracks I've ever seen. This mo- the movie was just completely buck wild. Oh yeah. Like pick up that I think you can buy just the the yeah, streaming you can just get riff it. tracks yeah. for it. It's yeah. it's very, very good. Also I wanna add in here Space Mutiny is really good with Reb Brown. Yeah. 
They redid the, yeah. Dirk Hard Cheese. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of like sci-fi movies that mm-hmm. are terrible. So I guess the Sharknado guys, now that they're d- done doing Sharknados or whatever. Finally. Oh, we saw the trailer for this. The, the what was it called? Uh, like Dead Wave or something? Yeah, or... It's they should have called it zombie tsunami, but they did. That's what it is. Yeah, zombie tidal wave. Yeah, zombie, zombie tidal, tidal wave, wave is what it's called. Uh, yeah, it's like waves in the ocean bringing the undead to beaches. Now the question <laughs> is, are they doing it like tongue in cheek? Like we know this is bad. Like you're going to laugh because this is a bad film that we are making, or are they like actually being kind of like we're making this crazy thing and trying to make it a actual film? I think they're hedging their bets. Because uh, the trailer I saw, it was kind of in between. Like, this is a joke, but maybe oh, it's uh, not a joke. Oh, that's the maybe that's you'll the like worst. it. <laughs> yeah, it, like it doesn't have like that Sharknado one magic until they beat it into the ground. Yeah. Well, even Sharknado that. one, they knew they were oh, making a yeah. bad movie. The the best bad movies are the ones that are made with completely pure intentions. Like, yeah. like the, the room, like the room. Yeah, you have a or or a Birdemic. Like you have a movie yeah. that is. The director thinks that they are making the next Citizen Kane and everyone is taking it super seriously. And there's Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop. Yeah. Like the actors knew that they were bad, but they were being <laughs> actors. So, And the director was like, this is going to be the next best action movie. Like the best thing ever. Uh, Troll 2. Yes. Yeah. There's a level of Evil uh, Dead sincerity. being the most famous of, mm-hmm. the, of the good bad movies. Yeah. The difference between a bad bad movie and a good bad movie is sincerity. That is <laughs> bar none. The What you need. Absolutely. Even Manos, they were sincere. They were I sincere. Mean, yeah, go, go listen to the interview we did mm-hmm. with Jackie Naaman Jones and Tanya Atomic. Yeah, when they did the uh, the the Manos uh, returns. Yeah, the Kickstarter one. Yeah, but yeah, they made that the original one as like they were thought they were making the next best horror movie, and <laughs> it just was not it. <laughs> you ever notice like how many like of movies that come out horror movies like per capita are like pushed out a like a million every year. Oh, they're the easiest to make. And they're, yeah. they're always the worst. <laughs> they're just always so bad. Horror movies are easy to make. The Woods is very easy to shoot in. Most of it's at night, so natural lighting is, you know, better than having to buy a bunch of shop lights. Yeah. And it's better to make pe- try to make people scared than try to make them laugh. And in doing so, you end up making people laugh by... <laughs> Failing, to, failing make people to make people scared. scared. Yeah. Yeah, uh. a botched jump scare is one of the funniest things you can do. Uh-huh. Oh, there's one in uh, Black Roses. It was one of those heavy metal, like, metal band comes to a town, and the metal band is secretly a bunch of monsters. <laughs> and there's, like, the final, like, concert, you know, these people are, like, you know, they're in the crowd raving and stuff, and the monster's, like, feeding on them, basically. And like, there's a flash. It's supposed to be a jump scare, and this girl like looks surprised, and all of a sudden it flashes, and it's like this skeptless uh, skeleton with like a wig, like, <laughs> it's like, like he wandered, just shaking there. It's and like it's he like, wandered his way in from the touch of gray, uh, Grateful Dead video, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, it, I know it was supposed to be played for like you know a jump scare, but it's like. The, the, the prop is so, like, laughably bad. Like Army of Darkness skeleton army guys? Or like, yes. Like where they're just shaking a skeleton and on And not a like the front line skeleton army. Like the back of the <laughs> of the shot skeleton army where it's like the bad stuff. And it's it's so funny. <laughs> or like Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion where you have jump scares that work, but they're, they're like a cute ghost. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. I just remember that scene where you have the skeleton chasing somebody in Army of Darkness because I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad. I you didn't know, see that movie. You know, Sam Sam Raimi uh, is one of the few directors that is able to take, I think, actually make a horror movie funny, but not like in the look how dumb this is funny. Yeah. Like, and the the scene, the, the bits where you it looks bad, they lean into it. Mm-hmm. And I and again, I think that, I think that works. I think that yeah, that's, yeah. That what makes it work. But even then, I think with like with Evil Dead, they were trying to make like a legit horror movie. But Army Evil, Dar- Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, they no. it was horror comedy no. for sure. <laughs> and Evil Dead's still a good movie. It's, oh, it is. It's cheesy, and the effects are like, well, that's clearly oatmeal. But <laughs> right. it's still a good movie. It's a the the camera work is what makes that movie like the mm-hmm. like the quick cuts and like the shaking around and stuff and like the real close zoom ins on faces as they're like yelling and stuff yeah yeah that's what really makes it work plus they were just a bunch of friends that that definitely <laughs> helps too yeah for sure sometimes when a bunch of friends make something that's when you get your best stuff that's right right guys hey, that's hey slappy. yeah <laughs> and a fist bump. That one that didn't like pick up on pun- Mike. It was like a punch. <laughs> yeah. Like an ang- it was an angry fist bump. <laughs> oh, God, it's agitated. That's the only kind she does. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> uh. Well, hey, we have successfully filled the first half of the show, so let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some uh, news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all have patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash Nerd Overload now.
And we're back. That was Touch of Grey by the Grateful Dead, because we made a reference to it. We, we talked about it, yeah. And it's a good song. Yeah. I don't know any I don't grave... appreciate the video. It's got too many skeletons. <laughs> it's way too scary. It's too spooky for me. <laughs> Just dooting all over the place. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know anything about the Grateful Dead, but I know that song, and I like it. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> I know that they made that ice cream flavor out of one of them. <laughs> Cherry Garcia. No, that's fish food. <laughs> that's fish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there is a Cherry Garcia. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get into a yes. little bit of news here. So the big, big news of the week is... No, that's Chunky Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so the big news of the week is Spider-Man news. And generally, we have really positive things to say about our favorite neighborhood web slinger, but... I don't know. He's a menace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swinging around in those tights like some kind of pervert. <laughs> <laughs> He's a menace, and also I want pictures of him. <laughs> oh, God, it breaks my heart so much. Yeah, let's get into it. Do you, yeah. think, do you think J. Jonah Jameson's secretly in love with Spider-Man? Oh, well, yeah, 100%. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it. He can't it. deal with his, his feelings for mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Can't doesn't understand the love, so he s- turns it into hate. Yeah, like a child. Yeah. <laughs> well, they even had that thing in Spider-Man Two when like Spider-Man quit and he found the the costume in like the trash and he hung it up in his office. Like, wow, we lost a real hero. And then Spider-Man steals it. And he goes, "He's a menace." <laughs> <laughs> right. I wasn't done sniffing that. <laughs> anyway, okay. So the news this week is. Sony and Marvel Studios, and Disney, rather, are no longer collaborating on any Spider-Man Mom and things. Dad are fighting. They're fighting, and Tom Holland is caught in the middle. That so, poor, poor boy. Yeah, and this is really terrible news. It's like super it, depressing. I've been mad about it ever since I heard it. It's been two days now, and I'm still angry. <laughs> uh, me too. And you know, I was initially mad at Sony because it's the initial report seemed like it was Sony that was like the impetus for like this split. We should get into why why this is a. Why, it's still hard to say is. exactly who. It's exactly. it's on both sides. Yeah. Neither side want to play ball. Basically, okay, so. The reason why Spider-Man was included fairly late in the MCU and up until then hadn't been you included, know, at, included all. at all is because uh, Sony has the rights for Spider-Man yeah. and his related characters. They, Sony Sony has the film rights for the characters. They picked him up when uh, Marvel was going through some going hard bank- times. Yeah, they're they're going bankrupt and they picked him up for cheap. Yep, that's when they got all, got all those bad those bad Marvel movies from the nineties and two thousands. Right, and like it was. Marvel Studios and Sony uh, reached an agreement where it was like a 70-30 profit share or something like I, that. From what I read, neither, neither neither studio was making a lot of money off the collaborative efforts. Right. But that allowed Spider-Man to show up yes. and allowed Marvel Studios to have a greater hand in uh, shaping where the character goes, which has been really great. Like, yeah. I, they have not made a misstep. Like, every, like, I think the, the Spider-Man movies and his inclusion in the MCU has been, like, the best representation oh, of yeah. Spider-Man on film. Yeah. yeah. From from the instance you see him in Captain America, Captain America Civil War, it's like, yes. Yeah. Thank even, you. Even uh, Stan Lee, who his opinion sometimes was a little hyperbolic, but like he said, this was probably Tom Holland's portrayal and the way he was in this, in the films was probably the closest to what his original idea of the character was. Oh yeah. Then again, he probably would have said that for any interpretation of the character <laughs> because it's Stanley and he is a showman. He was a showman first and foremost, but 
I guess uh, Sony. I, I choose to believe there was a nugget of truth. I in that. choose to believe it as well <laughs> because yeah. it is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, so Sony uh, wanted to renegotiate the contract with Disney. Uh, basically calling for a 50-50 split of uh, profit sharing and Sony having a little more creative control over their character, something like that. I See, I thought Disney was the one that came to the table with the 50-50 yeah, split. Yeah, Disney won. Oh, it was Disney. That's right, because Sony was getting a little more out of the deal. They, they were at like a 5 Something Disney like Disney got that. like a 5% uh, on the first day. Ticket sales, yeah. Ticket sales. Something like that, yeah. And Sony decided not only do we not want to go with that agreement we just want to pull out of this completely because we want to take our ball and go home well it's basically. not even so much they want to pull out completely they want kevin feige the head of marvel movie the Mar- the movie branch of marvel mm-hmm. to work on the spider-man films and i don't blame them because yeah. literally everything he touches turns to gold yeah currently sure and uh but marvel but him being a legitimate marvel employee and hence a disney employee disney says no Mm-hmm. We yeah we don't want to use him on properties we don't own exactly right. and you know properties we're not going to see a huge comeback from right so right now they're still negotiating but as of right now it's not looking good for Spider Man in the extended MCU here's the thing this is all going to blow over I think okay I don't like the fact that Disney owns everything they've been buying up properties left and right they bought out most of 20th Century Fox. Well, properties they, they, they own, own all of that they own 20th century fox the only thing of fox they don't own is the sports and the news aspect of and it. who cares about that uh <laughs> and they already own espn anyway. right yeah. yeah like they own all of that they own marvel and all their stuff and, now, and they own all of lucasfilm lucasfilm yeah i don't like the monopoly that disney is building however you are not wrong however i i really kind of hope they come to some kind of agreement i don't want to say that i want to just see Disney just start throwing money at Sony until Sony goes, okay, great, here, take them. But part of me is like, yeah, okay, fine, do that. In this one particular case, this might not be a bad thing. Like, I'm not saying they need to buy Sony, even though I'm sure they would probably try. They they probably could could if they wanted to. Uh, Well, I don't know if they would, but I just out of like, Sony probably just want to give them the big stink eye. But Mm -hmm. at least buy the rights to the character back. Yeah, it would be nice to see all of the Marvel properties be under one roof. Yeah. let And they're so close right let, now. Let our heroes come home. Now that 20th Century Fox is with Marvel Studios and Disney, Spider-Man is really kind of the only holdout. I think Spider-Man this is point. the only holdout. Yeah. Now, people are saying, well, we're never going to get another Spider good Spider-Man ever again because, you know, Sony can't do a Spider-Man movie. They did. That's their yeah. people. That's that's doing into the Spider-Verse the short shrift, like Ar- that movie is fantastic. Arguably the best Spider-Man movie. Arguably, yeah, like that movie. It's is, up there. That movie yeah. is a moving piece of art. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Uh, so, if this completely falls through, what do you think this means for the Spider-Man yeah. live-action franchise going forward? I wouldn't be so mad about it if they hadn't have built him into the MCU so strongly. Yeah. The- Spider-Man Far From Home really established a lot for that character narratively, mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard for them to pull him out of there just like that without it being really awkward and bad for the whole universe as a whole. Yeah, yeah, that is going to be a problem. Now, the only the only way that we can kind of go, okay, they could st- take a short step back from Spider-Man for a while, due to the end of Far From Home, 
where they kind of reveal some stuff, some stuff, <laughs> they could make it very easy for them to say, oh, well, Spider-Man is kind of laying low. He's not active right now. They in the comics, there were there was a time where Spider-Man's public identity had been a few times met a few times. And so uh, Peter Parker assumed various other identities using his you know, explaining his powers yeah. in different ways to kind of exp- mm-hmm. be different heroes. And they have to heroes. do all this without saying Spider-Man's name. <laughs> they would have to do that without saying Spider-Man's name or Yeah, but here's like the thing. Who does Tom Holland have a contract with? Does he have Sony. With, he does yeah. have it with Sony? Yep. He has it with Sony because Sony says that they're moving ahead with a third Spider-Man film starring Tom Holland. They, he's, they still have two more two Tom more. Holland mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies in contract. Yeah. So the one thing, the one good that I can see come out of this is if we get like... This is eventually, like I said, it's going to blow over, but we might see a Spider-Man film not tied in with the MCU in the interim because I know Sony's going to want to try to capitalize on this as quickly as possible. With the him not being with the MCU temporarily means that they could do a movie with him and Venom and do something with some of the more Sony, the Sony-owned half of things so that they could kind of backwards go, okay, Venom, the same universe kind of, and then they all end up back in the MCU. It could happen. I still kind of want a better Venom than the Venom we got. Did you watch Venom? Yes. I, you know what? That movie isn't terrible. It's, it's fine. It's it's okay. It reminds me a lot of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. Yeah. The difference being Tom Hardy is supposed to be playing an adult and not a high school child like Tobey Maguire was. <laughs> but that movie's fine. And I think the interplay between Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and... Tom Hardy's Venom would be interesting to watch on screen. The two Toms. Yeah. Some of the writing in Venom was good. Like mostly like the things that Venom would say. Like a turd. No, not that one. In the wind. Not that one. Not that one. (laughs) I mean, some of the effects were kind of cool, but at the same time, they still looked kind of weird. Like like a weird kind of dated. It sounds like it's about as good of a superhero movie you're going to get without Marvel's involvement. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm worried about is like what... What's that going to do to the quality of our Spider-Man film? Oh, it's going to drop. It will drop. But like I said, this is going to be a temporary thing. Yeah. I if mean, it's a thing at all. I mean, it's yeah, it seems like every bump in the in the superhero road we get lately does eventually smooth over. I mean, James Gunn's back for Guardians. Yeah, and yeah everything. it's they're going to work it out. But for right now, yeah, this is maybe we'll the, get another Lord and Miller Spider-Man. Movie. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Although I think the director that did Far From Home is still attached. Oh, he is? To, yeah, whatever this non-MCU movie is. Okay, I mean, that's fine. The director's really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll it'll be a terrible movie, but it, without the rest of the MCU there to keep you... In check. In, yeah, yeah, and interested. Because mm-hmm. all the other MCU films have that baggage of well i get to find out what's happening to these ancillary characters maybe a little bit too yeah i get to see this world move forward a little bit that's not going to be there <laughs> yeah yeah because we won't have happy we won't have any kind of shield any, or any of that sword, yeah. whatever they're calling themselves mm-hmm. at this point we won't have uh talos and what's her name mm. yeah but we can have silver sable and the black cat. Black cat. Yeah, hey, black cat. Those yeah. two would work really well. I'd like to see, like, I know the goblin's been done to death in the movies, but a good-looking goblin? An actual green goblin with, like, the mask and not looking like a Power Ranger. Like a Power Rangers villain? Or yeah. or, a, or a paintball mask and a surfboard. Oh, that was pretty rough, too. Yeah. 
Spider-Man 3 is just <laughs> utter trash. It's going to be a... Thomas like Hayden a, Church in that movie is okay. Sandman. Mm. It's going to be a rebreather that you use when you're like painting in an ironing board. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, like I've seen like like 3D prints on Etsy of like pumpkin bombs. I'm like, and that look really good. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, there are cosplayers that are doing stuff better than, oh, I, than those movies. That's the way it's been since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Cosplayers, for some reason, just do it. Well, I think it's a, they have an eye of passion for whatever yeah, they're doing. Yeah, and they That's have an intimate knowledge of the character subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. I, I never really liked the Sam Raimi spider suit all that much. It it was fine for the time. For the time, yeah. It was perfectly fine for the time, but yeah, looking back on it, it is a little much. It's not quite right. I mean, for the time, it was put everybody in leather. Yeah, and, and have no costume, which is lame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Wolverine wore a costume once, and it was black leather with an X on it, mm-hmm. with some yellow highlights of stri- stripes on the side. Yeah, they even make the joke, "What did you want, yellow spandex?" It's like, well, yeah, yes, yes. that's exactly <laughs> what I want. That was the one thing I liked about the first class line of films. Their costumes looked a little more comic. They looked a little better. Yeah, not much better, but better. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still a little upset that at the end of what was it, the Wolverine, where oh, the they brown teased suit. the brown suit, but he never actually wore the brown suit. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they open the suitcase and there it is. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we got to move on to some other news. Let's talk about some more movie news. I guess they're doing a fourth Matrix film. Sure. Why Welcome not? back to the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. It's like 2000, 2001. Yeah. Something Disney's like not that. involved in Spider-Man, and we're getting another Matrix. Oh my God. <laughs> All I've seen is people like. Oh, look, John Wick's going to be... Or people didn't realize that Keanu Reeves was in The Matrix? How do you not realize Keanu Reeves is the lead? you're a literal baby. <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, John Wick was in The Matrix? I'm like... Oh, my God. People, The people who only know Keanu Reeves as John Wick, and I'm like, don't uh, get me wrong. Is... I've heard those movies are great. Yeah. I've never watched them. How do you... They're, he's yeah. Keanu Reeves. He's a... He's been in very many things. Yeah. Since the dawn of time. Yeah. Oh, the ones that say that, oh, why is why is John Wick going to be in this comedy Bill and Ted movie? It's like, and I hear that and my bones turn to dust. Yeah. I just, I just fall, I just fall completely. I just, it's like, done. it's almost like gone are the days of making fun of Keanu Reeves for saying whoa in every role. It's like when you die in uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, just uh-huh. the skeleton, just falls, skeleton over. just falls over. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're doing a, a fourth Matrix movie. One of the Wachowskis is involved, mm-hmm. uh, Lana. I'm a little concerned because they have a couple of other writers attached to it as well as uh, Lana. But maybe that's what, what to the other Wachowski not involved. Huh? That's the maybe f- she doesn't want to. Uh, yeah, I mean- yeah, maybe. Uh, the only I it might not be a bad thing for other writers to come in because the last couple Wachowski films not been great. Cloud Atlas was not good. Although I will say, Jupiter Ascending is a good bad movie. That's what like, I've it heard. Is, oh, it I've is. Heard it's actually pre, you know pretty good in a fun way. Channing Tatum is a space <laughs> werewolf <laughs> with rocket boots and robot wings. Eddie Redmayne is like a space like bureaucrat who only he only whispers or yells. <laughs> it's there is so much in that movie that like. Like, there's no way that it could have ever been done and it would have been good. But, like, it is... It sounds like a good time. <laughs> it's it's a great time. Like, I, I understand why it didn't do great theatrically, but it's, like, it's really good. Sean Bean is in it, 
and he doesn't die, and he makes a bunch of B like. Wait, 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 wait. Sean being in, mo- in something and he doesn't die. I know, right? It's crazy. But no, he's in this movie and he is supposedly like this like alien that is more B than than human, although he just looks like a human with weird contacts. And he makes all these B puns. I believe it's pronounced scene bean. Scene bean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my mistake. Yeah, it is. It is enjoyable. But yeah, the last couple Wachowski films have just not been I mean, anything. Well, the last couple Wachowski Matrixes weren't anything, <laughs> anything either. either. Yeah, like, that's Don't get true. me wrong. There are some really neat like visual things in all three of the Matrix films. But those last two are so bad. Like When they wrote the first Matrix, it has an end. It does. The movie has an end. Yeah. It doesn't it's an look- open end, but it doesn't need to be. It, the, it's not, it's yeah. not even that open of an end. Yeah. It's... The, the magic of the first Matrix movie was how it was inspired by a bunch of like anime stuff at a time when it wasn't super popular as and an art form. People didn't even know people what didn't anime realize was what, at the yeah. time. And that's, and that's what made it unique. The second and third film kind of built off of that. And I think it was more like, well, we don't really have an idea, but it could go this way. So let's just fart something out. People like it. Yeah. And there was a lot of uh, ancillary media that went with it to help I, you I understand would, the whole say plot. A lot. Yeah. There actually what there was The Animatrix. The Animatrix, there was like the online entr- stuff. There, oh the there Matrix was, online. I forgot there, about yeah, that. Yeah, there was the yeah, MMO game and and a video game. There was a video game starring Jada Pickett Smith and uh, Enter the Matrix. Yeah, Enter the and Matrix. it all tied together yeah. to tell the whole story. And mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't People aren't going to, only the hardest core fans at the time were going to dive into all this. Yeah. So it left a bunch of blank spots for everybody else that went to see the movie. <laughs> right. So you talk about hardcore Matrix fans, and all I can think of is that line from Grandma's Boy when they're talking to oh, the, yeah. the, one, the one guy because all he wears is black leather trench coats That's all right. the time. Because, yeah. So, so how much does food cost in the Matrix? Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, that is an underappreciated film, Grandma's Boy. I mean, it came out at the time. A lot of the jokes are kind of like the mm, problematic, sophomoric, <laughs> problematic. But the core of that movie was pretty good. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's some other good jokes in that movie. Yeah, but. yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But people, don't get me wrong. I love, I love the original Matrix movie. It's one of my favorite, like one of my favorite oh, yeah. action films. It's it's still really cool to this day. And there are effects in that movie that are still referenced to this day, like the bullet time stuff. That is, that is something that was unique to that film at the time. And I mean, it seems like a real weird trope now, but that was the beginning of it. And nobody's done it as good. I don't think they really have it. No. And like the really funny thing was like the cultural impact it had like (laughs) afterward. Yeah. Like there was that joke in scary movie. There's a joke in Shrek about it. Kung Pao enter the fist had a, (laughs) had a bullet time sequence with a cow shooting milk out of its udders oh, come on yeah. <laughs> samantha and i watched it recently and after he did like a spin around kick i was like now imagine that's the first time you've ever seen that <laughs> yeah that's that's really it yeah and like i still think they're like early 2000s leather trench coat outfits are rad like <laughs> it still looks cool in the context of the film in the context of the film yeah i think worn today it might be a little hokey but like in the context of the film sure but i guess i'm just saying i'm cautiously optimistic for matrix war but i understand that there is a very high hurdle that is going to have to jump in order to be considered okay other than that is the fact that you have when you have a sequel to a franchise come out that Mm -hmm. is so far removed 
from the original set. At this point, they would almost have to reboot it. Yeah, and it's like... Which also makes me feel incredibly old. Yeah. And also, reboot it. I mean, it's the Matrix. It's the Matrix they, they could. could. They very well could. Yeah. <laughs> like, in a story way that made sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, could. they almost have to because of what happens to the characters in the trilogy. <laughs> well, it wasn't the story of the Matrix supposed to be cyclical? Like, the, the Matrix... <laughs> like, like Evangelion? Like Evangelion, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, the Matrix, like, rebooted itself and, like, the same events pretty much play out over and over and I over again. So. so. I mean, why yeah, because Neo wasn't the first one. There's always yeah. another one. So why don't they do a story where it's, like, the first half of the movie is just the first Matrix, well, but it, but set in modern, modern time, and then, like, it starts diverging as... Well, no one will ever get out of the Matrix because no one ever has a landline phone anymore. Well, that, well that's that's true. Yeah. Well, here you here's gotta what, hack the Wi-Fi. <laughs> here's what I would do, and my and of course I, you know, I know mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a film genius. Sure. <laughs> I would act like the second and third movies never happened and just make another and Matrix make another, too. Yeah, Bumblebee. It. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I mean, what I would do first and foremost is not make another one yeah. but if we have to get one that's actually a really good idea to to just forget well like superman uh returns it even oh yeah because superman re- returns forgets superman three and four because three and four are terrible especially oh. four. Oh come on that fight on the moon come At, on. adam man is great and get, like get out of here uh, uh richard pryor's in it and that lady turns into a robot somehow like motherboards Cigarettes. get glued to her, and then she turns into a robot because that's how it works. There's something with cigarettes. I don't I've something never with seen cigarettes. It. How, yeah. How come Superman never used that cellophane S thing anymore? I don't know. He's used it in the comics once or twice. <laughs> really? As a direct reference to Superman too. It it has it's happened. Just like, what, but like, what were they thinking? With well, well, he'll just throw the S at him. What? Why? <laughs> Where did you get this idea? Like. Where did it come from? It comes from a time in the comics when Superman was given just any kind of crazy power that he needed to suit the story. Like (laughs) Superman's super hypnotism. They don't Uh, talk about that. Yeah, that's true. Because it's creepy. Because it's creepy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's why no one can recognize Clark Kent is because he purposely messes with people's minds. Mm -hmm. Although I like the explanation better that when he's in Superman, he is very slightly always vibrating so that when people take pictures of him or look at him his the his uh facial features are slightly obscured and that's mm. why I, everybody always hears that buzzing whenever he's around that's it yeah what's that sound it's, it sounds like a lot clark of, what is that i don't know i think it's a lot of bees yeah. so yeah he just filled toe to tip with bees <laughs> that's how he flies yeah he's just all go up Man, remember when Superman didn't even fly? He was just jumping. He all was the time? just jumping a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you can go into that thing from the B movie about how bees, like according to physics, shouldn't be able to fly. That's how Superman <laughs> that's, flies. That's, that's how it the, works. The physics of the bee flight. Oh wow. yeah, we are. What is what is Let's this? Let's go to another okay, news. We, we have time for one other news topic, and it's got to be kind of quick. You know what? Kevin Smith. <laughs> he, what? you it, know him, you. Tolerate him. Tolerate him. You liked his movies when you were in high school. And you find out <laughs> later in life that they don't hold up nearly as much as And then his they... newer movies are not good. <laughs> and, well, Except Red, for Tusk. Red State was, was okay. And Red State Red, was good. Red State is uncomfortable to watch. It's, yeah, and that's, that, that's kind of the point. point. Yeah. This is true. But anyway, Kevin Smith is uh, producing and partially writing, I guess, a miniseries for Netflix about He-Man? Yeah. Based... I have the power! 
the the masters of the universe. I think is what masters it's called. The, yeah, he yep. and the masters of the universe. Uh, the, the, ma- the something up. might just be masters of the universe. Yeah, yeah, but it's supposed to be a continuation of the eighties cartoon, series. and it's supposed to tell like the final battle between He Man and Skeletor, which on paper sounds kind of neat until you hear Kevin Smith. <laughs> like, listen, I have nothing against the guy. Like. I, I liked his gen- stuff. He's a genuine dude. He's a genuine dude. He's he's a genuine dude who... He's not a bad writer. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, when he's not high. Uh, <laughs> and when he's just not like... Just writing, writing stuff about for his, his daughter. Writing about himself. Writing about himself <laughs> or writing movies so his daughter can have an acting career. I'm talking about yoga hosers. A movie so bad I turned it off after the first five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't great. And I've sat through plenty of poor Kevin Smith films, and yeah. this one was too much. At this point, there are more bad ones than good ones. But, I mean, the good ones are so far, so much higher I than... I know. I don't want to just trash I don't want to dump Smith. on the guy. I, yeah. we, enjoy, we all enjoyed his stuff when we were younger, and to an I, extent, I still enjoy I, his I work. I still like Chasing Amy, and heck, I even like Jersey Girl. I Jersey love- Girl's all right. I think, it's cause, I think it's because it was different. Mole yeah. rats will always hold a place in my same, heart, along with Clerks. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I, and the Clerks animated show I love so That one was so really much. good. Yeah. Oh, no, a bear is driving. Yeah, how, can, how could this be? It's one of my favorite animated shows, adult animated shows, I think, that's ever been done. Yeah. And it's a shame that Family Guy was the one that took off and not the Clerks. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But, anyway. like, there is, this could be good. When Kevin Smith is writing about things he is passionate about, I, when it's other people's properties and he's passionate about it, he does good things. Like his Batman comics, except for that one where he said Batman peed himself. Um, <laughs> that was, <laughs> yeah, he was telling one of Batman's first stories, and he was ex- Batman was explaining to like a new hero, like, oh yeah, no, the first time that I set a, a flashbang off, I didn't realize that the room was going to be as hot as it was, and I was full of liquid, and when it went off, I did pee my pants. That's a thing why, in a comic. And that's why he wears the bat diaper. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's super absorbency. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, um, when when Kevin Smith is writing about things he's passionate about, good things tend to happen. I've never heard him talk about He-Man, but he would have been, he's the right age to have, to have been a very formative thing in his youth. And I mean, he's a gigantic dork. So, I mean, he's got to know He-Man. So hopefully... Hopefully something good comes out of this. I mean, one of the things I said when She-Ra first came out and that first season, I was like, hey, I wonder if they'll make any He-Man references or we'll get something from DreamWorks with He-Man. But as a reference to Matrix that we just talked about, not like this. <laughs> monkey paw. Yeah, it is, yeah. A, it, is a, it is a real monkey's paw. It's like Kevin Smith is the polar opposite of Noel Stevenson. It's like, who, who can we get that is the exact opposite of this? But Kevin Smith is also, uh, as, as the children say, he is pretty woke these days. That's so true. perhaps they could actually work some things in. I am just curious to see where they're going to fit Jason Mewes into all this. Yeah. Because he's got to be there. Same with Harley Quinn Smith. She's probably going to end up being Tila. Or the sorceress. <laughs> or the sorceress. Oh, that'd be awful. That would be pretty bad. Tila would be fine. That would be fine. <laughs> that's that's okay. But yeah, I'm just... What if Jason Mewes is grass man? <laughs> <laughs> that would be fitting. What if yeah. he's just Jay? Well, he's just Jay shows up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's precedent for Earth humans appearing in Eternia Snooch. in the Christmas special. <laughs> Snooch to the mother Eternia Nooch. <laughs> what happened to Grassman? I don't know. Some guy smoked him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cartoon.
platoon Jay, so he's just kind of a mischief-making figure. Yeah, he sells fireworks outside of <laughs> yeah of Castle, Castle Gray Skull. Skull. Yeah. Oh my God, we're gonna get painting shots of you like King Randor's castle or Castle Gray Skull. King, mm-hmm. King, Ra- King Randall's castle. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. You know what? I take back everything I was worried about. This is gonna be great. <laughs> It'll be the clerk's cartoon, but in the He-Man universe. What if that? What if that's what this is? It's just a. It's it's a it's a secret way that he is working back into like the clerk's cartoon. Like Dante is like. No no no. Orko. Orko. I'm not even supposed to be doing magic today. Yeah. What if Skeletor is Leonardo? Leonardo. That's it. Yeah. What if? What if the whole the whole series or special, whatever this is going to be? It's a mini series. Mini series. Yeah. What if the whole thing, like in the background, is the big epic climactic battle between He Man and Skeletor going on? Mm-hmm. But the foreground of everything we see. Just man at arms and, and tri, uh, tri, tri, Triclops? Well, Triclops is a bad guy. Uh, well, I mean, still. There's Manny Faces, but. Yeah, Manny Faces. <laughs> but just normal pe- attorney people. Well, the camera's not going to ever move. Oh, so. never. It's just going to be one static animated <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a Kevin Smith staple. Yeah, that's not... Cinematography? What's that? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, anyway, we have hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. That's right. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more if you want to find some of our back episodes. We haven't thanked him in a while, but I want to thank David Pencil for the super awesome intro and outro for the show. It is really good. So yeah, we are also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerdoverloadnow. If you like the show and you want to help support the show, and help us do even more awesome, super cool things. Get it early. You can check it out over there. Yeah, you can get the show a a little bit early. I'm actually thinking about some other tiers for some other things. So we'll see how that goes. Also, we have t-shirts. Just go over to nerdoverload.com and click the store link. We have some pretty neat stuff over there. Wishlist my game on Steam. It's called Believe Psychic Paranormal Adventure. Yeah. Look it up. Give it a wish list because it helps me out. Makes You you sure you put that in the right order this time? Yeah, I put it in the right order this time. It's super good. I've played the demo. It's excellent. I'm looking forward to the full game. And I'm not even supposed to be here today. Peace (laughs) out.